Good. How are you? <sighs> good. There was a lot of stuff, but I we're, we're good. Um, yeah. So we're going to give a little bit of context about you. Um, I know you you worked uh, for quite a while in the, the car industry. Yeah. Um, so actually, my first question why, was why the used car market here in the Okanagan is absolutely nuts. I mean, was absolutely nuts, nuts during the, yeah. the, the pandemic and, and, yeah. and like I was seeing like piece of shit of cars and yeah. trucks for like crazy prices, like yeah. 15, 20 grand. I mean, piece of shit, not piece of shit, but like super old cars. Yeah. I mean, I super old, but at a crazy price. It's just supply and demand. That's what it comes mm. down to with so many different things. Like it was the chips, right? They yeah. weren't making those chips anymore, which is the actual membrane of the vehicle, whether it was like Toyota or Volkswagen, Kia, it doesn't matter. They just weren't making the chips. Mm -hmm. So there was no new inventory. So if somebody needs to buy a vehicle and they can't buy new, they have to buy used supply and demand. Yeah. I always say, I used to make jokes. I'd be like, it's like the toilet paper thing that went on when uh, we had a shortage. Yeah. They were selling it for like 15 or 20 bucks for like 12 rolls, right? And then <laughs> yeah, people were like slanging that. it on the on the sidewalks, on the streets, right? Like, get your yeah. toilet paper here. It's supply and demand, right? Yeah. That's the world we live in. So um, I always suggested to people, I've always been just an honest uh, car saleswoman, mm -hmm. authentic, and just being like, hey, right now is not the time to buy. And just being honest, if you can hold off, do it. But if not, then I will find you the best price for the kilometers, features, reliability, and fuel economy, which was another huge factor, right? Yeah. People were wanting in a panic to get into any type of vehicle mm -hmm. than the one they were in, whether they were driving a truck or an SUV, yeah. because the gas prices were almost $2, right? Right. So True, there the were so many too. different factors. And yeah, now it's kind of started to taper down a bit, which is mm -hmm. good. Um, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. Amazing. Yeah. So how did you first get into that? That was, was it your main, your longest, uh, work you've done your longest career? Yeah. So, far? so, um, I would have to say I got into the hotel industry first. So mm -hmm. I just really liked working with people in general. Yeah. I'm a people person. And, um, yeah, it was super weird, but I had my son, this was in 2014 and uh, I was working at the front desk at the Vernon Lodge, the mm -hmm. best Western in town. And I was like, how am I ever going to survive or save mm -hmm. or do anything making $13 an hour? Yeah. Like I was like already struggling as a single mom, like rent wasn't even what it is now, but it was hard to make it by. And I was like, I just, I feel like I could do something more. And I ended up going to purchase a vehicle from Kia, which was funny. And uh, I kind of seen the vibe in there and just how the salesmen were. And I was like, I could do this. Mm -hmm. No problem. And actually, the craziest part is I put it on my vision board. I was like, I want to be a car saleswoman. I was, oh, really? I just, yes, yeah. I wanted to do it. And I've had a vision board for, I want to say, probably 15 years. Oh, cool. We'll I've talk been, about that. Yeah, we totally sure. will. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. we'll dive deep. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I want to do that. I want to make a living. I want my son to have a good life. And, you know, it wasn't just all about money, but it was just about having freedom and mm -hmm. just being happy. And if I was going to raise this boy on my own, I needed to make sure that I could take care of him yeah. financially. Right. That's a huge thing. So, and save and have a savings and buy a house and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just, uh, a few months went by and 
uh, there was this girl that got a job there that used to work at the lodge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, if she could do it, I could do it. Mm -hmm. Like, no problem. And then I still didn't apply, still didn't apply. And I had already purchased the car there. And then she came back to the Vernon Lodge and she's like, yeah, it didn't work out at Kia. I just, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. And I was like, they're hiring then. If she's not working there, they're hiring. I'm mm -hmm. going to go do it. So mm -hmm. I like finally got up the courage. Um, and I talked to one of the ladies there. Her name's Dion, which is still one of my really, really good friends. And she was like, yeah, we're not really hiring, but who's looking for a job? I'm like me. She's like, oh, okay. I'll tell the general manager who was Kevin at the time. And, uh, yeah, I applied, I went in for an interview and he obviously really liked me and I was like vibrant and had personality and stuff. And he was like, are you w ready to make nothing? And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, well, it's <laughs> nope. all commission. Like you could come in here and sell oh. nothing and make nothing. Mm. And I was like, uh, but I knew in the back of my head, like there was just something that was just pulling me towards doing it. Then mm. I was like, yep. I'm ready to make nothing. I was like, what the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? But it was just something that was just drawing me to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then he's like, do you know how to drive standard? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've like literally tried once on the farm in like Lumbee. Okay. Oh, more yeah. than once. But I was like, okay, let's do it. But something just kept drawing me towards it. It was so weird. It was just super heightened intuition. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I applied got the job. He's like, yep, yeah, you can start right away. I'm like, okay, well I have to put in my notice and everything. And I remember the two weeks up to leaving to starting my first day, he was like, study this book. And it was all the product knowledge. And I read that thing like a fucking Bible. Like I was just like every night I'm like, okay, Sorrento, LX plus Kia, mm -hmm. Sportage, this and that, like studied it. So by the time I went in there, when we actually sat down to do um, what was like the product knowledge test in the morning, I was the girl that showed up and all these guys are like, who is this? <laughs> they knew I bought a car there, but they're like, they didn't even know I got hired. They're like, what the hell? Yeah. I show up there and we did a round robin of, um, uh, product knowledge. And I was just like, was right in there. I'm like, yeah, heated seats comes with backup camera, um, 18 inch tires. And they're all like, what the heck? And it was just from that point on, I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And I sold my first car within three days of working oh, there. And then I sold my second car within the first week. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think my first month I worked there, I sold six cars, which mm -hmm. was very, and I was completely green. Like I didn't even know the meaning of horsepower. Yeah. I'm like, hire me, please. Mm -hmm. Like, let's do this. It was crazy. <laughs> and then I ended up being... And this is not to toot my own horn or anything, but I ended up being like car sales woman of the month, like mm -hmm. every month Yeah, was yeah. on the radio. Um, I had a huge network. I still have a huge network because I'm born and raised in the Okanagan. Mm. And yeah, it was, it was really cool how it all kind of panned mm. out and yeah, it, it built a lot of like, it built a lot of strength and power within me too, mm. because I, I, went out of my comfort zone and did something that I probably wouldn't have done in the past, like a long time ago. Mm. Like there was a lot of self doubt I had about myself, but it was all about intuition. So it's just having that intuitive feeling of being like, okay, something's pulling me and forcing me to go in this direction. Mm. And I'm happy I did, you know, it's uh, it was a huge thing and everybody like, I feel like 
everyone in Lumbee be like, pretty sure you sold half of Lumbee a car <laughs> or a truck or yeah. something, right? And it was like, it was just cool. And mm. just everyone knew that they could reach out to me about questions or I had friends from Vancouver and Edmonton that would fly all the way down here mm. or road trip down here just to buy a car off me because mm. they knew I would take care of them. And I wasn't like the slicked hair back greasy car salesman yeah. or anything it was just yeah. authentic and i wanted to take care of people and and make it a good experience because sometimes car buying it's not fun for a lot of people mm. but i made it fun yeah you know what i mean so it's yeah. cool that you had the a confirmation that it was good for you very soon right because sometimes when you took a leap you took a leap of faith on on something mm -hmm. and if you if, if like for from the first weeks and stuff you you already were feeling good and like you were already selling and already feeling like it was for you. Like yeah. it's cool when you have a quick confirmation in actual, like in reality yeah. uh, of, of a leap of faith that you took and risk you're taking because uh, especially going on, knowing that if you don't sell, you don't, uh, you don't make it. Uh, 100%. Anything, <laughs> I was like, which is a weird way of, I mean a weird way, which is a, a, a different, it's like realtors, right? It's, it's, it's a different type of work. You're not, yeah. you know, a real employee you're just like making money on commission on this yeah. the actual sales you, you do it's a very different dynamic of day-to-day -day work right like oh, when yeah. when when you <laughs> what you make depends is directly depending on on the actual sales that you make it's a total different life 100%. than, than uh, when you have a, yeah a, i learned a lot i learned a lot and it was just like having that faith and like The hugest part about it too is not only just taking the leap of faith, but finding comfort and being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like it was so uncomfortable a lot of times because like I was in a, a man's world. Yeah. I had lots of people coming on the lot that would like test me and be like, cause it's not really a woman's industry. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was a whole other thing that I had to really um, evolve from as well. Mm. Right. So did you feel that a lot? Like the, that because you were, a woman like people were oh, fuck yeah. different yeah oh yeah big time even the guys <laughs> were <laughs> i mean i loved all of them that i worked with and mm. we it it gave me a backbone and grit working in that industry and i gained a lot of respect mm -hmm. because i was good and i still am good at it and it was that was the hugest part about it is that that respect i didn't just come in there and lollygag like i actually yeah. came in there and did the work and I knew my shit and I worked really, really hard. And, um, and I was a single parent. So there was mm -hmm. a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, power within, within that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Did, did you feel like, like overall, did you feel like it was, did you feel like sometimes it was easier and sometimes harder? Because like if it's a men industry and you're a woman, like it, you you have to work harder to right like stand out. In yeah, thing. stand did, out. Did you feel like sometimes it was easier to because like a woman approach is often like different also, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you're gonna sell things like it's 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 more on the emotional. You and you were talking, you were saying that you're a people person. So maybe you have like that aspect that was different from other guys. They were maybe more like a classic salesman and, and, and colder approach. Totally. You know, maybe you had like more of a human, human, uh, uh approach. That's yeah. Part of and the, I found uh, that a lot of people actually kind of let their guard down with me too. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to call myself a chameleon. So I adapt to people, surroundings, situations. 
and I can, and it's totally authentic. Like I'm not even just adapting because I'm mm. forced to, it's just something natural that comes to me. So it didn't matter if it was the old lady coming in for, you know, a $5,000 car. It didn't matter if it was the old man or if it was the young family or the single mom or the single dad, I always had something to relate to them with. And they, and it was just about making it fun. So that was, that just came natural. So I find that was the easiest part about it. Um, the hardest part was going with, going with the flow of how seasonal the Okanagan is. Mm, yeah. Everything tends to go to sleep <laughs> and really shut down in November, mm, more yeah. starting in September and October. As soon as the sun kind of goes away, everyone's just kind of hides in their homes and hermits, mm-hmm. right? So it would be, it would be some chilly and cold months through the winter. So there wouldn't be a lot going on. But it made me save money through the summer so you mm-hmm. could kind of bear those winter months because the only reason why someone was coming in and buying a car is because they wrote it off, got in a car accident, or they were getting a Christmas present, right? That oh, was yeah, kind okay. of mm-hmm. what it was like. So I found that mm-hmm. was the hardest part. And another thing that I really found that was hard, but when something's hard and you figure out the tools and the formula to make it easier that is power. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So within it being hard to kind of get through those few months, I also realized that I had to be mentally in check as Mm -hmm. well. Right. So for instance, you know, the starting of the month, let's say it would be slow and you wouldn't have any deals and you're like, okay, I need to sell some cars in order to make money to like pay for life. You had to get off that mental wavelength of, Oh, the month's almost over. I'm not going to get any sales. Oh, no one's calling. No one's showing up. No one's walking on the lot. And then you start to get in this mentality of like, what's the use? Oh, you know what I mean? But I'd be like, nope. Some like, nope, someone's going to come up. Someone's going to message me. And it was like getting yourself out of that mental rut. And then just knowing, nope, I know it's all going to work out. Someone's going to come up. They're going to message me on Facebook. They're going to message me on Instagram. They're going to be like, Coral, I need a car. Someone's going to walk up on the lot. And it would even get to the point. And some of the guys at work would be like, Coral, you're so weird. I'd like have these like little crystals Mm. at work. And they'd be like, one was like for abundance and one was for this and one was for that. And I'd like rub them and they're like, oh, she's rubbing her crystals again. (laughs) And I'm like, they gave me good juju. I'm like, you got to believe in something, right? But anyways, I would like rub them and then someone would come out on the lot and then Mm. I'd be like, Kate, go. And I'd sell them a car. Mm. Yeah. And they were like, my boss is like, what? And he does not <laughs> believe in that stuff at all. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm still friends with him to this day. It's Kevin, Kevin Moroda. And still to this day, we laugh about those moments mm-hmm. because like, that's what, that's just kept that mentality going. Yeah. Right. So what I meant by it was so hard at the starting to go with the flow of seasonal work mm-hmm. and knowing that the summer and spring would always be booming. And then winter was slow, but it was just having that hope and that and keep that drive up and keep that momentum up right so that's what i learned within that so So i thought that was cool yeah so so what else were you doing to to keep that that hope like was it just like a mental thing or were you doing like all the things like what what were your was it really just like yeah yeah yeah. affirmations huge Mm -hmm. crystal rubbing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um i was really into meditation at the time as well as meditating every morning Mm -hmm. Um, and then just staying positive, 
just mm. like knowing, like just paying attention to what you're thinking about and just really mm. trying to switch it up. It's pretty much positive thinking, but more mm. in depth. It's like we can say that all we want, but like, what do you do mm. to change your thoughts to positive when you have a negative thought? What gives yourself hope? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then taking action too, right? Making phone calls, network marketing, talking to people, posting stuff, just mm. getting really involved. And I found that that was kind of the whole kit caboodle in there. And just like, yeah, just having faith yeah. too, right? It's, it's a pie, right? I always yeah. look at it as like a pie and like there's just different pieces to it mm -hmm. that kind of make the whole pie. You know what I mean? So there's a bunch of different tools I use to stay yeah. on track. Positive thinking is so important. It, it is. is yeah. One of the key for sure. 100%. I know a lot of people are like, I'm think positive. And they're just like, oh my God. But it's, it's more than just thinking positive. It's also about doing positive as well. Yeah. Right? And like so. the meditation, cause you, what's good with meditation is that you, you, um, you're, you're able to start observing what's happening in your, in your mind, in your head. And you start being able to discerning. This is why yeah. I, I meditation was probably a big part for you as well 100 because the people who were no who have no control or no they're not like watching what's happening uh when you don't meditate at all and you don't have like that much of a self-talk yeah going on, mental awareness yeah it's it's very hard when you say because when you say to somebody that there's no awareness on that uh like it's just about positive thinking or, or do a positive thinking it's hard to to understand you that you have to first being able to observe what's going on in your mind exactly. and, and observe these yeah. emotions and, and thoughts mm -hmm. and then be able to navigate, uh, it. navigate yeah. it but yeah yeah it's a formula it's mm -hmm. a formula yeah and it was kind of new to me um i was on a i was on a huge journey when i got hired at kia in mm -hmm. 2015 and it's just gotten more and more powerful yeah. in a sense but mm -hmm. that's basically when i started kind of getting into meditation and stuff mm -hmm. and actually what got me into meditation this is crazy was studio b oh really yeah i yeah. started going to their pilates classes and yoga mm -hmm. and i was like i feel so good mm -hmm. like what the heck so i started looking at meditation and got a little um a little app the calm app and mm -hmm. insight timer and started doing it from there and now i'm just hooked i 100% like I don't go a day without meditating. Mm, yeah. I do it every single morning, sometimes even midday mm. or in the evening. Cool. So yeah, it was just a little sprinkle of it back mm -hmm. then, but it just got more and more strong. So huge believer in that. Nice. Mm -hmm. Do you have any specific uh, protocol that you do or is it uh, like a specific time? Do you have like breath work in it? Do you do any or do you follow a, like what kind, what type of uh, meditation do you do? Yeah, I love guided. Mm -hmm. Um, I, if anyone that knows me, I am a high strung person. Like I'm just like always on, mm -hmm. right? Of course there's times where I'm like chill <laughs> sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. I need to be guided with in yeah. that. Like mm -hmm. I can sit and meditate on my own, no problem, but I like to be guided. I like to be like shown. So I yeah. go on insight timer. That is my favorite app. It's free. You can donate to any of the teachers on there. Um, but I meditate every single morning. Mm -hmm. I'm an early bird. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I do my meditation, drink water, uh, take pre-workout, and then I head to the gym. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my routine. And then midday, 
if I'm needing to, I'll do a little meditation, breath work, or just like internalize something, like just sit there and just kind of shut my eyes and walk myself through whatever I'm feeling at the mm -hmm. time. Never used to be like that, but definitely more power within that now. And then sometimes I'll even meditate in the evening. It's just yeah. when I know I need it, I need it. But the one I'm religious about is the morning time, the 4.30 a.m. Yeah. yeah, at least 10 or 15 minutes in the morning. Mm -hmm. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so from being in the car industry to where you are now, um, what kind of uh, personal personal like story or, or transformation you experienced yourself that made you want to uh, then help others and then get into mm -hmm. the, the, the rapid transformational uh, therapy? Yeah. Because um, was it linked to so you were so you were selling cars and, and that, that was your thing. Mm -hmm. um, were you where you did you feel like this was also um how to say that did you feel like this was uh, having any sort of impact on your your life uh from a negative point like the stress that is associated to to that type of of lifestyle like what was it like with uh, car sales yeah yeah so um it definitely is stressful my as much as I was able to provide for my kid and I made good money mm -hmm. um I was there a lot yeah like you know of course you had your Sundays off and your one day through the week and I was blessed to have Sunday Mondays off mm -hmm. but like there was a lot of the times where I would have to go and pick up my son at after school care and take him back to the dealership because mm -hmm. we had I had a delivery or had something else to do um working every Saturday always having to provide care for him on Saturdays And, uh, yeah, and definitely when you're in the car industry, like this is just the way it is. And maybe someone might disagree with me, but you drink, mm -hmm. you do. It's a high stress job. Um, especially working in the finance kind of area, which I was taught, um, by Dion, like this last like year and a half, probably about two years now. Mm -hmm. And that's high stress as well. Yeah. So it's, um, I loved it, but I was like, okay, I know there's something more I need to be doing. Like there's just something else. Mm -hmm. I, I always ask people if they feel this because I guess maybe I'm just really in tune with myself, but I was like, there's something else I need to be doing. There's something more. And, um, I literally just like asked the universe. I was like, like, yeah, call me crazy. But like, sometimes I look up in the sky and I'm like, Okay, what is it? Tell me. Show me the way. Yeah. I'm listening. I'm watching. You know what I mean? Or maybe you don't know what I mean. <laughs> no, I, I, I know I'm exactly what you mean. I'm super into that kind of stuff. I won't call you crazy at all because I have a... Have, um, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. like you're connected I can do that to too, source. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I noticed the 1111 tattoo on your yeah. wrist. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, represent. <laughs> yeah, you can go all over that, the universe and all that stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, I so yeah. I was like, okay, what is it? What do I need to be doing here? Mm-hmm. And something just kept telling me, you need to share your story and you need to help other people. Mm -hmm. Not even help. I don't even like using that word. You need to be of service to other people. And I was like, okay, well, like, 
with what? And I felt like I was always a service to people already because a lot of my network um, in car sales was like a lot of single parents, um, people getting out of bankruptcy, people going through hard times, going through divorces, uh, single moms, single dads. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter, right? And they always would talk to me. Like we'd go on a, like a, I can't even, a test drive, couldn't yeah. even think of the word. And they would just vent to me mm -hmm. and just talk to me. And I loved listening to them. It was like, I just, I could hold space for them, no problem. And I just would connect to them on such a different level. And then next thing you know, they're walking out of there with a car and they're like, thank you so much. And I like, I gained friendships and, and I've met family through that. Like you, that, have, sorry, people that I've sold a car to that became family. Yeah. So it was like, I would felt that I was always of service to people already, but I knew there was something more. So again, I asked the universe and, uh, one day this little link kind of popped up like a little ad popped up on my uh, phone and it was like rapid transformational therapy. And I was like, huh? So I clicked into it and I was like, geez, this looks really, really cool. And read up on the lady who created it. And uh, she'd been a therapist for 35 years. She had realized that um, the same people were just coming into her each week, each month, same issues, same problems. But she would just kind of, you know, nurture them, mm -hmm. lift them up, whatever they needed. They would use the tools, but they were always still coming back. Like nothing was ever actually fully transfer, transforming in their life. So I read up a lot about her and like what she did, what her background was. Right. And I was like, this is really cool. And so I looked into it further, looked into it further and just how many lives it was changing, looking up reviews. I was like, wow, this stuff is really neat. Like, and basically it's getting to the root cause of whether it's anxiety or body dysmorphia or smoking, vaping, uh, self-sabotage, procrastination. Like it all comes from a root. It stems from mm. something, whether it was in your childhood, whether it was in your adult years, it doesn't matter. And uh, it's like, this is so cool. So I, I actually, I was like, okay, I'm gonna put this on the back burner. Okay, cool. But then it became more prominent. Mm. Like there was many different signs, um, more ads that were popping up. And of course, when you click on an ad, there's more ads that pop up, yeah. right? But then I like heard someone talking about it mm. one day and I was like, huh, that's weird. Mm -hmm. And then it just kept being more and more prominent. And then I got an email and I was like, what the heck? This is weird. I never signed up for anything. I didn't put my email in. It was just this random email. And I was like, why would I get this email? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to apply for it and see. So I applied for it. I set up like this conference call. And this was two years ago. Mm -hmm. I set up this conference call and this guy called me and he's like, yeah, no, no, no. I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about taking this course possibly, maybe. And he's like, oh, well, you have to get accepted onto it. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to ask you like a series of questions and they ask you some pretty uncomfortable stuff like mm -hmm. how you grew up um what you do for work now why do you feel that you could be of service to others or help others like what do you have you been to therapy have you done this and i like pretty much like verbal diarrhea in my story i'm mm -hmm. like you got an hour <laughs> he's like yep i do this all day i'm like okay let's fucking go so i told him my story 
of like how I grew up, this, all this other stuff. And he was like, okay, we're going to call you back for a second interview. I was like, okay. So they call me back and they're like, yeah, you got accepted onto the course. Um, it's X amount of dollars, yada, yada, yada. And then I just got totally scared. I was mm. like, oh my God. Okay. I'll call you back on Monday and let you know. Mm. Never called me back. Mm. And I was like, I was scared. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But then the signs became more prominent and more prominent and just like, what were you, what were you, you scared of jumping into something new because yes. you needed to stop working to do this or yes, I was scared. It's self doubt. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, how could I ever be that? Mm. How could it's that imposter, that imposter mm. syndrome, which I feel like a lot of the population has, which mm -hmm. is really tough. And it's this belief and it's this limiting belief that someone's already doing it. Someone's already doing it better. What makes you think that you can do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, and it was just scared. I was just, it was just weird. And maybe mm. it was timing. I don't know, but the signs just kept getting more prominent. And I remember I like went to, uh, met up with a girlfriend of mine and, uh, it was actually for a photo shoot. She's now my friend, but at the time she was just, my photographer and I showed up and we're chit chatting and I'm like, she's like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. My friend who's from Edmonton, he's a, an RTT therapist. He loves it. And it was just a random conversation. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? And then I was like, okay, mm -hmm. like how many <laughs> too, more times do science. I need to hear this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm listening to you. So I ended up calling back the guy. Um, and he was like, yep. Yeah, It's been now a couple months since we had talked. So we just have to go through the process again. And I got accepted onto the course and it was like quite a bit of money. Mm. US. Yeah. Conversion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's not bad. He's like, US. I'm US, like, yeah, twitching. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyways, so I'm like, Kate, we're doing this. And I literally got the course, bought it. And, uh, was working full time at the dealership. Mm -hmm. So five, six days a week, raising a child, waking up for the gym every day, still enjoying my life, still going out for dinner, enjoying time with friends, still going camping with Darius, all this other stuff. We adopted a dog in that process. And I was literally full time in this course. Mm. I was waking up because it's out of the United Kingdom and they're all online live classes. Oh. I was waking up at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, shit. And sitting there with my coffee on the couch, going going into class till 6.30 in the morning. Wow. And then so I that would, whole, the whole night. What, what time were you? When were you sleeping here? Then? I was going to bed at like 7. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would literally yeah. put Darius to bed and then I would go to bed after. Mm -hmm. And then wake up at 1.30. Yeah. Wow. And then do that. And then I'd be like, okay. And then when I didn't have Darius, I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to go to the gym mm -hmm. <laughs> or go to Pilates or whatever I'm doing. And like would go like, and then I'd work all day and then mm. I'd come back and study. Like it was just like, so that's why like now what taught me within that is how everyone, including myself, mm. I don't have time. I don't have enough time to do this. We have lots of time because I'm like, If I could do that, yeah. work full time, go to school, 
raise a child, go to the gym, do all these other things. You have lots of time. Yeah. We have lots of time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's on, just yeah, what are you sure. use, what are you doing with it, right? Hundred percent. So yeah, I just went hard on that and for a year. Was it a year? Before yeah, year it that? was over a year. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, over yeah. a year, and uh, just went hard on that and just yeah, and I was at the top of my class. Mm. Like it was, and I understood all of the material. Yeah. Like it was like talking about like emotions and just just everything just everything to do with like and i'm 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 that person that's like i don't even really watch tv or anything at night i'm either reading about like self-help books or psychology like mm -hmm. i'm actually obsessed with that kind of stuff so a lot of the stuff i already knew yeah. and i would like just study it constantly and like um looking up sites on psychology today and just understanding the human brain and how it works and so when I went into this course, I was like, I was ready 100%. And yeah, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't tell anybody about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell anyone. I told a couple of my, my best friends and stuff, but um, I didn't tell anyone at work about it. Yeah. Of course, my son knew. And um, yeah, I just hustled in silence. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to work at the dealership and I'm just going to do this on the side. And, and then this was now go retroactive to November. Uh, my dad ended up having a heart attack. So I was forced to leave the car industry. He mm. needed someone to take care of him. Mm -hmm. He's like one of these guys that kind of like lives off grid. Yeah. Really weird dynamic, but, uh, he lives off grid totally like anti-government, anti this, anti that, mm. had a heart attack. I'm like, well, I got to take care of him, right? Yeah. So um, they had laid me off, which was great for me to take care of mm -hmm. him. So I got some coverage there for being a caregiver to him. And then I just, the last month of November, like the last little bit of November and December, I just went hard on my, on my course. Mm -hmm. Just went boom, 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 banged it out. And then next thing you know once i was done it i was like i had written on my uh my vision board oh i want a an office on 30th um i want to make this much money i want to have this many clients per week um i want to have a successful podcast i want to do this i want to be on a podcast mm. huh what <laughs> i know so and like all these things like i wish i would have brought it so i could just show you like yeah. it's just so crazy like yeah. i don't know if you have a vision board or not i have i've never done i, I know people who do and i've i've oh. I've, I've heard of it um it's powerful but I, i've never powerful i've never done <laughs> one but yeah I, I i know that like in the the this this the spiritual realm like there are a lot of people that are talking about manifest manifestation yeah and and um but to get into this, you you need a certain amount of like belief into the fact that we are, you know, you're literally creating your own reality. One hundred percent. What is reality? What is you know what what is consciousness and 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 how uh, by putting things in the front of you, you can reprogram yourself to actually. Uh, mm -hmm. This is why I was, I was like, positive thinking is is uh, so important because yeah. it literally how it's going to shape the things you're going to see and how you, you, you experience the same 100%. thing. And somebody that's negative literally going to experience the same thing that's going to happen in, in his life. That's somebody that is positive thinking and, and the one with the positive thought will have a better experience for the yeah. same event. Yeah. But the vision board, yeah. No, tell me um, yeah. about that. 
So, so you just literally build a, a board where you put everything oh yeah. that you, you and want And then anytime it. I accomplish anything, I literally will take a picture of it and I'll take it off the board. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, that's accomplished. Like mm -hmm. next, like I've been doing it for 15 years, yeah. which is, which is a whole other story of how mm -hmm. I got created, like how I got started on that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I had this like list of what I was going to do. And, um, the next thing you know, um, end of November, beginning of December, boom, I was on marketplace, saw that they had a, like an office space available. Didn't say the amount, had no pictures, nothing. I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. Message the person, didn't get back to me, didn't get back to me. Finally, they did pass me on to another person hmm. with a phone number, called him, no answer. I'm like, eh, whatever, like fine mm -hmm. he called me back he goes hey yeah it's available okay great um but this lady might take it so it's not fully available because this lady <laughs> might take it i was like yeah. okay he's like but if you want you can go check it out and if she doesn't take it you can have it mm -hmm. i was like okay so he told me the address and i was like "Fuck, that's right on 30th i was like okay let's go so i go it's right by the town theater um this is where we are right now, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is crazy. Um, and then I just, yeah, he buzzed me into the building. He's like, and he wasn't there. He was just, he buzzed me in right through his phone. It's all connected. He's like, yep, top of the stairs, doors open, unit 207. I was like, huh, 207 pops up a lot for me, which, mm -hmm. which is, again, here I am getting all spiritual and woo-woo. Um, seven plus two is nine, which is like a huge number that has been just like prominent in my life. Mm-hmm. So I walk up the stairs and I'm like, this is my office. This is where it's going to happen. I already knew. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was just like the deepest knowing. And I was like, okay. I walk in. I'm like, fuck, it looks like shit in here. <laughs> the walls were like green and there was this weird furniture and this weird like dusty smell. And mm -hmm. it just like, just smelled like old in here. And I was like, this is my office. And I didn't even care. I walked in. I completely had a vision. And I was like, yep, this is it. I started crying. Hmm. And I was like, this is it. So I call him. And I'm like, I love it. I fucking love it. And he's like, perfect. I'll let you know if it's available. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't even ask him how much. Hmm. I was like, it was so weird. And it was so funny because on my vision board, I had put, I want to find an office on 30th thousand dollars or less mm -hmm. that's what i said that's what i wrote on there it was not too specific but because when you get too specific you can get kind of disappointed sometimes right mm. but yeah and then uh he literally called me back hours later he's like yeah no she's not gonna take it she's gonna she's gonna be taking a different office you want it yep i do how much 600 bucks everything included uh, okay. Yeah. You can paint, do whatever you want. I don't care. Mm. Just don't break down any walls. Super cool guy. Awesome. Yeah. And he goes, and I'm not going to charge you rent till, uh, till February. I said, why? He goes, I don't know. I just don't worry about it. And it was funny because when I had told him I was coming to view it, I had mentioned a couple things like, 
okay, I'll be there in a bit. I just have to go pick up my son from school and something like that. So I think he kind of got this vibe that maybe I was a single mom or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, he just was like, yeah, I don't have to worry about anything. Just pay me in February. Uh, deposits this much, rents this much. Good to go. And I was like, holy shit. So then things just started to speed up from there, right? It was like, okay, now we're painting. I have a buddy that is a painter. He's like, yep, you can go get paint from here. Use my discount. Na, 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 na. He came in and helped me do a little bit. My son was in here helping me paint. Um, My buddy Christian was in here doing like all my woodwork, all my caulking on the bottom, all the baseboards, all the wood. Um, I had my girlfriend Aggie coming in here and like helping me design it. Um, I had people helping me move furniture into here. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone just came together for me. Yeah. And the biggest thing was, is my girlfriend, Alicia, she's a graphic designer. She's been one of my best friends for a very, very long time. I've known her for like 20 years. She did all my, she did my cards, my logo, my website, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just everybody came together for me. It was just... I didn't have to pay them. I didn't have to, they just wanted to support me. Mm -hmm. And I was, I thought that was the most beautiful, like it makes me want to cry. I just thought that was the most beautiful thing about it all is that like when I sit in here and like think about this space, like I was making this space so I could be of service to others and like help people live a better life. Mm -hmm. And, and then that's what, the people in my life were also doing too. So it was like just this flow of just positivity that mm-hmm. was like, we're going to help you. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it just kept going and it just mm-hmm. keeps going. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody that comes in here is like, Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like your regular counseling or therapy place where it's like this kind of straight edge office and you kind of feel awkward and weird. And like here it's like flowy and just like, calm and like you just feel good and at home and I always have some nice music playing in the background Mm. and it's just like this place and this space is magical for me and it's been yeah it was really cool how it all happened and then Mm. yeah and then I just didn't end up going back to car sales because I've been so busy doing this and I get more time with my kid I get to pick him up I get to drop him off I you know what I mean it's just yeah, I'm super abundant yeah. right now in so many different ways. It's, it's nice to see when everything flows right. Eff- um, I was going to say effortlessly, but this is how it's supposed to be when you're doing the right thing. 100%. And it's nice to see that kind of experience where you're like literally asking out, like, what do I need to do? Yeah. You get this sign, you start to, you put the work in, you you, you did like a, a year, like doing like crazy things, like nights. We're doing the night course and stuff like that. And then you're rewarded with like a flow of things when everything like flows and, and it's, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You, know, and you don't Huge. have to like force things to make them well, happen and everything. 100% just like, because that's so much like that's resistance, mm-hmm, right? Like yeah. when we have so much resistance in our life, whether it's like at our job or in our relationship or like mm-hmm. our home life or our environment, there's so much resistance. It's like yeah. stop trying to swim up mm-hmm. the river <laughs> yeah like where are you even going turn yeah. around start going with the flow with it and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be fucking scary mm. but just trust the process it's all about trusting the process and trusting yeah. your gut 
Yeah. Huge, huge. And don't get me wrong. There was like little hurdles that I like came across when I was on my way. There's always going to be, but then I just reacted to them like, oh, that, that's small. Whatever. We'll figure that out. Okay. Mm. Keep going. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, you, you're going to have little things that kind of, uh, get in the way sometimes, but I wouldn't have called them resistance. I just little hurdles and just react accordingly. Right. So yeah but yeah it's been a journey it's been amazing Mm -hmm. love it cool um so so what do you what did you what made you want to so you said you're a lot into um like psychology you're you're a people person um where do you think like that comes from is is there like things in your past that like you experienced that made you want now to mm-hmm. uh help because you said you want to be at service of of the people you you kind of were by selling cars but but it wasn't like as as profound and and maybe as emotional as you you mm-hmm. you wanted it to be like what what is the part of you where comes the, fr- the part of you that wants to service other at at, at a a more uh, human level i would say yeah i mean oh do you want the long version or the short version (laughs) um (laughs) i'll give you the 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 good yeah the the long story short you can go you can go (laughs) i'm just joking um so yeah like growing up as a kid that's kind of where i'll start Mm -hmm. um was really hard Mm -hmm. yeah i uh at the starting when I was really young, um, we were really like well-off family, like super, we were wealthy. Mm-hmm. I would have to say my dad owned his own company. Um, my mom worked with like the mentally, um, handicapped. So she mm-hmm. was like kind of, kind of like a carried, but it was a little bit different back then. And, uh, we had a huge piece of property and like life was good. <laughs> Actually, I'll say this now because it's legal. And also my dad grew pot when it was highly oh. illegal as well. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But so, yeah, like we were pretty well off. Like mm-hmm. we were, you know, we had a nice property out in Lumbee. And I would have to say like my brother and I, Quentin, we were, we were pretty spoiled in a comfortable way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my parents got into drugs mm. and that's when everything really started to change. Um, and it was not, it was partying. It was, it was heavy stuff. So, Mm. and I remember like starting to notice like changes within them and like always being dropped off at like sitters houses and, or them always like kind of hiding in the room and Mm. just not being present. And, and it just started getting worse and worse until they split up. And my dad had moved away. And then my mom was, I guess, a single parent. How old were you at at that point? I was uh, 11. Yeah. Yeah. But it was um, years leading up to Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, um, and my dad was physically and mentally abusive too. Like, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm okay to talk about now. Before I wasn't okay to talk about it because I felt a lot of like shame and guilt around it. But he was very Mm -hmm. like very physically and mentally abusive and and so my um so we started living with my mom and my nana my brother and I he's seven years younger than me so and then my mom really took a turn for the worse so she would be like missing for days at a time Mm. um 
we would be like getting evicted from our homes and mm-hmm. and uh we wouldn't have a lot of food in the fridge like it was really really bad mm-hmm. so um i had to really step up in a lot of ways and like you know get my brother ready for school mm-hmm. pack his lunch um that kind of stuff and and i and i love my mom me and her have the best relationship now and she's clean and she's really cleaned up her life but we went through a lot of hell a lot of mm-hmm. neglect um she wasn't there she couldn't she couldn't even be there for us mm-hmm. mentally um yeah so it was tough there was a lot of um hard times christmases you know it was just she was always like worried about money um we lived in poverty she was on welfare. I remember being super embarrassed, even getting like driven to school mm-hmm. in like in the vehicle that she was driving. Like I was just super embarrassed all the time and just mm-hmm. like, you know, and when she was present and there, like she was in and out of rehab as well. But when she was present and she was there, she very loving, mm-hmm. most loving and beautiful lady, just a very, very very sick lady as well Mm. right so um and it's interesting too because it's like she didn't have the best upbringing growing up as a kid as well right so it was she was in boarding schools she was she went through a really tough time as well Mm. she was she was uh, molested as a child she was there was a lot Mm. and uh it was just like hurt coming from her mom going Mm. to her and then now it was being passed on to me. And that's the whole thing. Generational of trauma. T- totally. Yeah. And ancestral, right? It's mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, it was, it was tough to see. Like I moved out when I was 15 and my brother was super upset that I moved out because I was like that little thread that was like holding yeah. mom together in a sense, but I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was so sick of it. She'd go missing for like three days and we would just be at home. I wouldn't know where she was, couldn't get a hold of her. Like I went through so much. Like I remember I can still even hear her answering machine, like calling it so many times and leaving her messages like, mom, please come home, all this other stuff. And like, luckily my Nana was around. Mm-hmm. Um, she lived like in a suite below us at one point, And then she lived with us as well. But mm-hmm. like there was only so much that she could do as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, I was just so sick of it and then like i started getting into alcohol i started partying mm. and doing drugs as well right because it was like that's how i was like numbing what was happening yeah. it was it was ex- happening to me like you said the generational trauma mm. right so and then i started getting into trouble as a kid and i dropped out of school and and uh moved to vancouver at mm. 15 years old and mm. just like scared myself straight Mm. came back home um even though i knew it was dysfunctional there i still wanted to just be at home because i i really did scare myself when i moved down to vancouver i got mixed up into some into some different stuff but Mm. um when i came back home i wanted to go back into high school and be with all my friends and they're like um no you can't you you dropped out in grade nine and now you're like a year and a half behind. If you want to be led into grade 12, you have to like do, I think it was like 16 courses. Mm. And I was like, 
oh, so they're like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I really fucked this up. So I ended up going into, um, I think it was Crossroads. Yeah, it was Crossroads in Lumbee. And there is a lady that helped me there. Her name's Linda. She actually passed away, uh, I think it was in 2010 or 11. Loved her so much. She literally helped me. She was like, Kate, we're going to get all these courses done. You're going to get into grade 12. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And it was so crazy because that was a, during the time I started like getting into vision boards and stuff. Mm. And I put on there me graduating in 2009 with all my friends. And I worked so hard day in and day out. Like I like quit like going out with friends. I like just everything was all about school, 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 school. That's all I did. And mm -hmm. I passed the whole 16 courses and I got let into my grade 12 year and I got to graduate with everybody mm -hmm. and I passed with honors and scholarships and I was super, super proud of myself. And then, and then kind of during high school and after I got involved with like not so healthy boyfriends and like getting back into the party scene mm -hmm. and you know, doing yeah. drugs, drinking, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, I just kind of went through so many different kind of like cycles. Yeah. Cycles. Yeah. And then just like really accomplishing something like, and then falling back into another cycle. Right. So, um, I definitely struggled a lot with like, just like the imposter syndrome and like self doubt and, and it was like going out and having fun and getting drunk and rowdy and blacking out was normal. Yeah. That mm. was normal. And I was good at it. Mm. So I just kept doing it. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I could still maintain a job and do this and do that, but it was just, just became normal. Mm -hmm. Right. So what were you, were you working, uh, in what the, the hotel industry at that point already? No, or I no? was actually managing a little pizza shop in Lumbee. Oh. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, I ended, I did like a culinary arts program right out of high mm. school up into my level two. So that was what I did for like college, which mm -hmm. was really cool. Um, I wanted to be a professional cook and uh, red seal chef, sorry, not a professional cook. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I did that. And then again, dropped out. I like dropped out of that. Cause I was like, Nope, this is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like I'd rather go do this and have fun and whatever else. And then, uh, and then after that, I, it was in 2010 and I was living in Lumbee and like, I had broken up with this guy who was like super, super abusive. But anyways, I split up with him and I said to my best friend, <laughs> who's still my really, really good friend, Dave, Dave Cossey. And I was like, do you want to move to Kelowna? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay let's move in there. Like, let's move like January, like have a fresh start. He's like, okay, let's fucking do it. So I'm like, sweet. So we went and looked for a house there for a couple months, found it, moved there. Um, he moved, his girlfriend moved with us too, uh, pre, and she's a friend of mine as well. And we moved mm -hmm. down to Kelowna and we're like, okay. Then I was like, okay, start applying for jobs, doing this, doing that. And I got hired at Lake Okanagan resort. So mm -hmm. that's where I started getting into the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I was a room attendant there first. And then they were like, we could really use you at the front desk. Like, 
we think you'd be really great at the front desk. I'm like, sweet. I don't want to scrub toilets anymore. Let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> like, yay. Right. Mm. Like, like you're way too like pretty to be like scrubbing toilets and stuff. Mm. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Right. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, so I went to the front desk and then I started getting like a little bit more into com- like competitive room sales and selling packages and mm. all that kind of stuff. And like, it was awesome. I loved it. And then I met Adam, which was Darius's father. And, um, and then, yeah, we were together for a couple of years and then I, I got pregnant Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, we're having a baby now. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. Just one after one thing after another. Right. So, and, um, yeah, I would have to say having Darius definitely changed a huge part of my life big Mm -hmm. time. But even though, um, having him in my life and having him, I still had old habits Right. Mm. So I was still really indulging into drinking, all that kind of stuff. And like, and like, I even hate to say this, but it's not like I would be doing it around my kid. But yeah, I was still involved into the party scene as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, hey, mom, can you watch Darius or, you know, can you do this or whatever else? Yeah. So we can go and go out on the weekend. Like, it was still like, that was just, yeah. Right. And, um, Yeah. And then it just, Adam and I ended up splitting up, um, after he was born about a year after he was born. And then I was just a single mom for about, uh, I'm going to say 2014. I think he fully came back in his life. Um, 2017. So yeah. And then like actually half and half 2018. So I was on my own for quite a bit. Adam went through his own struggles and stuff like that. And, uh, with obviously substance abuse and was in and out of rehab and stuff. And Mm -hmm. he cleaned up his life. Super proud of him in a lot of ways. He's an amazing father. Um, but yeah, it was like being a single parent, um, having that pressure, still having bad habits, um, and just not really knowing who I was. Cause I'd just been through like so much turmoil and, and my life and growing up in chaos and dysfunction and, um, not having support, you know what I mean? Like I just wasn't taught those basic fundamentals Mm -hmm. of life, I guess is the best thing to describe it. So, um, then that's when I find that like, that's when the huge healing started to really did you did you have one thing that that sparked that or was it just like by yourself or is it an event or something i or started is it... seeing i started seeing my mom and me mm. oh and i love I her i love her so much mm. but i started to notice like mm. you know i would go out on the weekend and i would go and indulge and party and do this and whatever else and then Sunday would come and I would just Mm. be useless. I just Mm. want to sleep all day and just like, you know, and, um, Darius would be like that coming back to me or, um, whatever else. And he would just be like, mom, why are you sleeping all day? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's really hard for me to even admit that, but I don't even give a shit because I'm just authentic and this is me and this is my story. But Mm. that's what was really breaking the camel's back there was Mm. like, I remember my mom doing that, Mm. like sleeping all day and not being present, being irritable, being like 
sad, emotional. Like I just, I remember it so mm. well. And I was like, I'm repeating it. I'm, I'm repeating exactly what I hated when I was a child. My mom wasn't there for me or my brother. Right. And I was like, I need, I need to figure something out. I need to be better. And I just like, and there was many other things that, that made me feel that I hit rock bottom. Everyone has a different rock bottom though, right? Mm, yeah. It's like somebody's worst pain could be another person's minor pain. Oh yeah. Like you could have someone that broke their leg or you could have someone that had the baddest paper cut. Mm, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? We can't yeah. really, we don't know what yeah. someone's worst is. But yeah, it was just really realizing the patterns within myself, mm. the way I was headed. And also just like, I felt like every time I made those bad decisions and was like out and partying and doing those type of things, I took a little piece of my soul every time. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I know I'm meant for more than this. Right. And this was even a part of this was even when I was in car sales too, especially cause I was making money and I was mm -hmm. like, you know, Adam had Darius 50, 50. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to spend the shots for everybody doing this, going out every weekend. Like it was yeah. just like kind of went wild, right? Money makes us do yeah. some really different things. And, uh, and then I just, yeah, I just literally woke up one day. I would have to say in probably about 2018, 2019 is when I really started to change my life around. So mm -hmm. pretty recent, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I quit doing drugs. I took a break from drinking for quite some time because I felt that that was a huge piece of it, a huge gateway. Um, I removed a lot of toxic friends, prayed a lot, journaled a lot, meditated, started doing things that I didn't used to do before because I'm like, who am I? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Like, through that process, did you have a moment where you questioned, where you realized that you were not who you thought you were? Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is it, a crazy thing to go through. Right? It was. Yeah. I was like, I literally, what I call it, reinventing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rediscovering yourself. Yeah. I was suppressing my entire upbringing and life from 13 and on with substances, men, mm -hmm. weekend warriors, and just toxicity. Because yeah. that's what I was used to, and that was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was taught. And so I was like, when I really started doing some healing work, it was like, holy shit, who, who is this person? And within that, and I say this about everything and my friends, like even listening to this or people that I've talked to solitude, that is when you really start to figure out who you are. Oh yeah. yeah. Solitude, mm -hmm. being alone with yourself, being alone with your thoughts, not altering substances, not, you know, you start doing things differently. You start seeing things differently. And is it uncomfortable? Fuck. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It is the most uncomfortable thing. But again, there is power in discomfort. There's power in being uncomfortable. It's just like unlocking the vault, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. So it just, it just kept going from there. And then even with me, like, this is crazy. I used to be the person that would be up till 5am partying. 
Now I wake up at 4.30 a.m. to go Mm -hmm. to the gym. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, and just even having that bit of just being like, wow, like that's outstanding. Mm -hmm. And, and the crazy part is, is that when I started to make these changes, other people started to notice too. They're like, Coral, like, you know, you look so great and you're doing this. And like, I've noticed such big changes in you. And I was like, Oh wow. Like like even people started to notice of like Mm -hmm. this transformation I was having and just like, I'd finally woke up. Like I finally was awakening and, Mm -hmm. and unlocking who I truly was and who I truly am. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. It's been amazing. And I wouldn't change any of it. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. change any of it at all. And, I do, and I state, I've stated this law. It's like I find some of the best teachers are the ones that have been through the trenches, right? So mm-hmm. for me, I love everything that happened to me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. take back anything because that's made me who I am. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take back the things that my mom did or didn't do or that my dad didn't do or did do. I wouldn't take back the choices I made. I wouldn't take back any of it because right now I'm, I get to relate to people on such a deeper level now too, because when they come into my office and they tell me their story or what they're struggling with, I can already relate to them. Mm -hmm. I had the eating disorder. I had the alcohol and drug problem. I had childhood neglect. I, um, you know, I, I was the dropout. I've Mm -hmm. been the single mom. I've been the weekend warrior, mm-hmm. you know, I've done, I've done, I've had so many different walks of life yeah. that literally every single person that comes in here, I understand, I can relate to them in such, on such a deeper level. And I feel like that's a whole other part of healing mm-hmm. is just being heard, but also having someone that can relate to you. You're not alone. Right. Yeah. So, um, I love who I'm becoming. I love who I am and I wouldn't take any of it away. Mm-hmm. yeah no regrets yeah no totally and i mean we, we can't change anyway things right so we better we better uh embrace and 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 be actually uh grateful for what happened because because it, it literally mm-hmm. forged the, the thing hey, on that same idea you you said something um that today you're in good terms with your mom yes so i love like, my mom so yeah. like the, the, how did you did you go through different phases of um being like holding a grudge for things or, or never did like what what was the, yeah the, the, so the great question i am a very i'm not i shouldn't say a very forgiving person but because I am so understanding of the choices that people make sometimes by being no fault of their own, but just like the choices that people make sometimes has nothing to personally do Mm -hmm. with me, which is why I forgive. Right. So within my mom, like we didn't talk for probably a year and a half because I was like, I couldn't handle it anymore. Like Mm -hmm. it was, and then it got like her addiction got to like pills you know, and like we'd go out for a dinner, family dinner, and she'd be sitting there nodding out at the table. And I was just like, oh my God. So there was a point where it just hit rock bottom between her and I. And I was like, I do not want to be a part of your life anymore. I can't do it. 
like I was trying to stay afloat and be a better person. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't be a part of this anymore. I'm literally watching you kill yourself. And I removed her out of my life. Um, it was the hardest thing I ever did. And she got clean. She got help. And, and it's, and it is all about forgiveness too, right? Mm. When she got clean and got that help, I knew that I could have her in my circle and in my energy again, but I just couldn't, I couldn't Mm -hmm. watch. I've been watching her do that to herself since I was like eight years old, Mm. watching her slowly kill herself. Right. And then I started to do it to myself, Mm. right? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So now within that, now we're, she's a great Nana. She's, we're constantly always doing stuff together. We're going on uh, play dates, pedicures. We're, you know what I mean? We're getting mm. involved. I sent her and um, her boyfriend up who's been a part of her life now for many, many years. I love him too, Gio. And I sent them up to Sparkling Hills for the weekend for her birthday. And it's like, we have mm. just have such a good relationship now. And we talk on the phone all the time and she's present. And she, she always does say like, she's very, very sorry for the way things were mm. and stuff. Right. So, but she always says, I'm your biggest fan. Mm. She always says to me, I'm, I'm your biggest fan, Coral. Like everything that I do, everything that I've built, she's just like, yeah, mm. she's always cheering me on. Right. So it's like, she may have not have been there for a lot of it. Um, but I don't, I try not to take it personally. Yeah. Cause oh. I know it was her own struggle. Like it was her yeah. own do you think it, it's it's the main thing that made you that is uh, made you I was gonna say accept or like what, what what were the main thing that helped you forgive and and accept the situation and 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 accept your your everything you know that happened um, do you think it, it's because I mean it's it's definitely coming with the fact that you healed yourself and you 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 did the the work mm-hmm. that helped you more become and more because when when we're more in tune with ourselves and more healed it, it, it's way easier i found to let go of all the grudges that we can have and understand that 100%. people are doing things like you were saying not it's never personal it's always about the, mm-hmm. the, the the person and that's part of the four agreements too right it's like you know don't, don't take it personally that. yeah yeah but um yeah it's like, I always say this, and I know this kind of seems weird, but, like, it's not weird, but, like, I don't know, just when I talk about it, some people are like, okay, but, like, prayer. Yeah. I pray every single night. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing, I've been praying since 2018. That's when I really, really started to, like, and it's not like I go to church or anything like that and, like, mm-hmm. you know, praise Jesus like I'm not like this huge God worshiper but I prayed and I like I prayed for my mom to get better I prayed for forgiveness I prayed to um see the different perspectives I've just like prayed Mm -hmm. for healing Mm -hmm. right within that and um and then yeah just kind of understanding that you know whatever she did actually had nothing to do with me yes it affected Mm me but like I find that that generation I've gotten in this topic a lot with people, especially being in this seat, because a lot of people right now want healing so bad, but it's interesting is that their parents never really had access to that. Mm, You know what I mean? Like our parents, like, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say like 40 and above, like back in the day, if my mom were to cry, it was like, she was weak. How dare you? 
um, they would like, you know, what? Like therapy, counseling, mm. you don't need that. All this other stuff, all these old beliefs. And like, I find what's so beautiful now is that everybody's like, no, it's okay to be vulnerable. No, I do need help. Mm. I'm not okay. I'm accountable that I need something to work on. Like, mm. and we have so much access to that now. Yeah, like, and that's the beautiful thing apart. People are like, social media is evil and na 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 Oh no, it's not if you're using it for good. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many fucking quotes on Instagram have pulled me out of a mental rut? <laughs> something yeah, yeah. so silly, mm-hmm. like something so no, small, totally. but like, yeah. but what do you follow? What's your environment? Like, where are you taking this information from to be better? And, and a lot of the time my mom, ne- my mom never had access to that kind of stuff. Do I blame her? Yeah. So that was another part of that forgiveness is mm. being like, you never had the the access to become better and to live a, a happy and fulfilling life. All she knew also was suppressing drugs and alcohol, trauma, abuse, neglect. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? No, so totally. it was like 100%. understanding that perspective mm-hmm. is uh, really awakening as well. So yeah. that was another form of how I was able to forgive her in that sense, you yeah. know, and have a good relationship with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. If that in, answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. In a lot of ways, being able to change your perspective and go into the perspective of that other, other person that did something to mm-hmm. you very often. It's, it's way easier to understand because people always do what they can, right? We have to assume that people do the best they can. And, and, and with, with, they're in their capacity and where they're at and and even though we get like caught up in some some things um it's never really really personal like people it's very rare that like they personally want to you as a person yeah. hurt you it's like when you hurt somebody it's because you're hurt inside you're hurting inside as well and you're projecting. just trying to exactly it's um mm-hmm. so the changement of perspective yeah it's it's a it's a good one for sure yeah so it's just, again, I always <laughs> break it down to the analogy of like a pie. Mm-hmm. It's just the piece of the pie perspective. Yeah. Like there's so many different pieces that make yeah. us understand how we work as human and being human being and, and having that patience mm-hmm. and uh, perseverance and just like breaking through old beliefs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I had, and, and basically with RTT, like that's what I focus on is with people is it's all beliefs. Mm. It's all these beliefs. Like when I do a session and I regress that person, like it comes down to this belief that they had, whether it was from a teacher or a parent or a spouse or a partner, or it doesn't matter. It's just like embedded in their head. And then that's what takes that turn for the worse. Right. So Mm. it's understanding how the human brain works as well. Right. Mm. So, yeah. So, so do you do mainly, um, so let's get into what you do, uh, here. Do you know, um, so the, the first thing you do is because of the, um, it has to do with brain waves also, right? The, 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 the hypno, uh, uh, subconscious mind. Yeah. Yeah. And technically I guess brain waves as well in a sense. Yeah. So it's, it's getting to the root cause of what is causing this disruption in your life. So, you know, a lot of people are like, Hey, I have anxiety. They go to a therapist, they go to a counselor, they do breath work. 
those are all great things and they may work and they're tools to keep that anxiety at bay but that anxiety will always kind of creep up again and then they gotta Mm -hmm. what rtt is is taking that anxiety away completely gone deleted out Mm -hmm. of the system so i'll um kind of state an example uh had a girl in here she was living with anxiety for 30 years it stemmed from something that happened to her when she was four years old so i use a form of hypnosis to bring them into a completely relaxed state so it's very different than hypnotherapy it's Mm. not hypnotherapy i'm just using hypnosis Mm -hmm. to access their subconscious mind even though i am a certified rtt therapist and i'm also a certified hypnotherapist i bring them into a place, a time, an event where this anxiety started. With her, it was when she was four years old. Three different scenes came up, four, six, and then I think seven. And so when those scenes came up, I have to help them make the connection. I'm just a tool and a guide. Mm-hmm. They're telling me I'm just guiding them. And I have different tools and strategic ways to make them realize what the connection is. So once we figure out that connection, like most of the people that finish, like figure out their connection to it, they're like, <sighs> like mm-hmm. just ignore, like acknowledging it is, has so much power. Mm-hmm. So, and in order to change it, we have to acknowledge it. So a lot of these memories are in the subconscious mind or suppressed memories that they didn't even have in their conscious mind, right? So, and a lot of our memories in our subconscious mind is shows up in our actions of life mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. right? So it's interesting. We're living conscious, con- consciously, but all of our subconscious memories are actually is what's driving us. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So we get to the root cause. We figure that out. We make the connection and then I have different tools to show them how to heal it. So, um, whether it's healing the inner child, whether it's, um, uh, making amends with the herder whoever hurt them whatever and understanding why they did that like there's a lot of i couldn't even explain it to you because it wouldn't even make sense but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of tools within that to actually heal it and then we um made the connection heal it and then we delete it out of the psyche so it's not that the memories are completely gone they just don't affect you anymore Mm -hmm. it's just like there's no reaction to them anymore and it's not connected to your anxiety anymore And then I do a transformation, which basically is installing new beliefs. So uh, hard drive on a computer system, been around for 30 years, old software, bogging down, dial up, old shit on there, pictures, Mm -hmm. whatever. It's not running efficiently, effectively. I take all that software off that computer, take it off. That's my analogy for the human brain. (laughs) And then we install new beliefs. We got to put new software on there. We got to update it. We got to get it to windows 13 or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and so that's the transformation that's installing the new beliefs. So we do that still under hypnosis. So still in a deep, relaxed uh, state of mind. And then that recording, which is the end part of their session, they listen to that for 21 days and uh, morning, night or noon, 
and they go anywhere from eight to 15 minutes. So everybody can make that time. And I still have people like I have clients that I did months ago and they're like, I'm still listening to your recording because I Mm. love it. It makes me feel so good. And it's not like me, like the recording is so much more than me speaking and telling them new beliefs. It's actually their words. So a part of their intake that I do, I say, what would your life look like without this anxiety? And they paint me the picture. Mm -hmm. And then I just use my voice to guide them and paint that picture for them. And that's what the transformation is. So it's, it's neuroplasticity, Mm -hmm. it's talk therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, um, it's repetition, it's words Mm -hmm. of affirmation. It's Mm -hmm. all of it. Right. So they visualize also the life like they want to. Exactly. And that's that. And they Mm -hmm. tell me, they tell me what they want. They tell Mm -hmm. me what they want to see, how they feel, what they feel in their body, what they see, how they perform at work, whatever Mm -hmm. else. Right. And I mean, I work with everything. I work with anxiety, procrastination, um, infertility, like Mm -hmm. people not being able to have babies. Mm -hmm. Right. It's all a mental block. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Um, vaping, smoking, uh, binge eating, eating disorders, even performance. Even mm-hmm. if somebody just wants better performance in like an exam or a race or mm-hmm. sports or anything like that, I can do just even just recordings for them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just rewiring of the mind. And that's what makes RTT so powerful is that it's so different from hypnotherapy it's so different from any other therapy out there and it fucking works. Mm -hmm. And I had done a couple of sessions when I was just getting into school, like when I was just getting into it and I did a couple of sessions. I did one on fear of heights and procrastination. Don't even procrastinate anymore. And my fear of heights gone. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, Yeah. Completely gone. Like it's crazy. It works so good. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And then Mm. not to mention, I get so much feedback. People are just like, oh my God, I feel so good. Like this and that, this and that, this has changed. This has changed. And they're bringing their family and they're bringing their friends and they're like buying them sessions. And Mm. and like, I'm like, wow, like it's, and then I help people all around the world too. So it's, it's not even just in my little office on 30th, it's on Zoom. So I'm helping people all around the world, Northwest Territories, Edmonton, Vancouver, like everywhere. Mm. It's, it's amazing. And it works very, very well. I love it. I love it so much. I'm so passionate about it. I could go (laughs) on about it forever. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, Oh my God, I love it. Get really, really into that. What is the, what is the, I don't know if you can tell, but what is the craziest, um, uh, change you've had? in 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 someone so far in your own experience the biggest the biggest one you okay so the one that popped into my head there's lots Mm. there's lots and like i i have like a since i started i have like a journal i don't talk about anybody's names or anything like Mm. that but i just talk about like the changes that i'm seeing in people of course everything's confidential right but i would have to say there's one girl and she, she doesn't even care if i I've shared her stuff on social media. Mm. She talks me up to the moon. And it was also based on that anxiety, that example Mm. I just told you. So she was, her anxiety was limiting her from 
starting her business. It was limiting her from being social. It was mm. limiting her and it just kept getting stronger and stronger. It's just like a wound. We got a wound on our mm. arm. If you don't start taking care of it, putting some ointment on that or whatever, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. Right. And that's yeah. what the anxiety became. It became in charge of her life. She had no mm. control anymore. It was completely taken over. So we did that session. She's still to this day listening to my recording. The regression was absolutely revolutionary. Like it was amazing, like what came up. And now she just like started her own business. She, her, and it was in her recording. I'm like, what would, what would it be like if you didn't have your anxiety? What would be this? I would start my business. I've always wanted to start it up and I'd be doing this and I'd be like a better mom and I'd be present and I'd be getting out more. And she's doing all of the things like she's doing all of it. Like, like she's literally living her dream life right now. Mm -hmm. And she literally wrote me publicly and was like, I don't know what I would have done without you. Like, mm -hmm. and I was like, that is so amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Not that I had everything to do with it. She was brave enough to come in here. She was brave enough to trust me with that. She actually did the work. Yeah. I was just a guide. I was just a tool. And she did the work and now her life is completely changed and she's out there and she's putting herself out there and she's got her sparkle back. And she's she's start she's opening up a studio for her hair lounge and like just all this stuff is just manifesting into her yeah. life and and it was all holding her back just from anxiety, mm. just from a limiting belief of when she was so young. She's in her 30s. Yeah. And she's been in therapy and counseling. And I'm not knocking therapy and counseling. It is absolutely amazing. It has helped me so much. Mm. But she just couldn't get to the root of what was fucking causing it. Where, yeah. where did it come from? Right? So it's... Um, I would have to say that's the, the one of the biggest success stories as of right now. But there's there's mm. lots, but that yeah. one's a big one. And I'm really how, proud of her. Yeah. How does it make you feel to be? Because you were feeling like you wanted to be more a service. Like, is this something that, I mean, more at a service of, of people? Like, is it something that, like, fulfills you more than um, than anything else you're doing? I guess. One hundred percent. I have like so much gratitude. Like every every t so every time someone books with me, I'm like just going to say random names. Thank you so much, Jim, for booking with me. I tell them, thank you so much for booking with me. And I also give thanks. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. I hope Jim gets exactly what he needs out of this session. I hope we get to the root cause. I hope that he has like the most revolutionary, like transformation. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So like, I give so much gratitude to the booking, to the experience. And then also I give so much gratitude for when I do a follow-up a week later and they're like, yeah, like I feel great. And of course there's things that happen to us. Like they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, this happened. No, no, no. I'm like, okay, well life's still going to happen. That's mm -hmm. out of your control. But where's your anxiety gone? Okay. Have you bit your nails since the session? No, I do nail biting sessions. People mm -hmm. biting oh, their really? nails. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, compulsive disorders. Like, um, or obsessive, right? Like plucking out the eyelashes mm. or the hair and all that kind of stuff. Like I do all that kind of stuff. Right. And they're like, yeah. Nope, haven't touched it since. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, I'm just like, yes. Like, and then I give gratitude within that. And I'm like, thank you so much. And I literally look up to the sky. I'm like, thank you so much. Like 
this is so amazing. Mm. I love spreading this love. And every time I do it, new ideas come to me, new, like new things. And it just starts to flow. Yeah. It just flows. It's just such, I, I was walking my dog the other day. Well, I walk him every day. He has a lot of energy. But a week ago, I said to myself, this is abundance. Mm -hmm. This is true abundance. It's not about money. Mm -hmm. It's not about the clothes you wear. It's not about the car you drive. It's not. Abundance is making the world a better place. Giving back to people. Giving back to people that need it the most or just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like to me, that is like the true, that's true abundance. And I finally understood it. I'm mm -hmm. like, it has nothing to do with uh, finances or anything yeah. like that. It's like just being of service to others. And I absolutely love it. And mm -hmm. I love when people come into my office and they feel warm and cozy and, and that they can be themselves. Even randomly, I'll just be like, getting my nails done and just like talking to my my nail guy over at Emma's and there'll be someone sitting beside me and just telling me their life story and they're like I have no idea why I'm even telling you all this stuff right now and I'm like mm -hmm. I know <laughs> I'm like here's my card <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean and they're like okay and then I'll get a yeah. like and then and it's just timing it's just the timing and just like just like vibrating on that mm -hmm. high level and just you know, so it's, yeah. yeah, I can't, like, I have so much gratitude within that. And I feel like the richest and luckiest girl in the world right now. Nice. And I manifested <laughs> even being on this podcast. So I'm like, <laughs> that's so cool. Like, yeah, that's so funny because we, we literally met on, uh, I mean, we met uh, at Studio B when yeah, we were recording did documentary. The, the documentary. But then at the, at the gym. Uh, yeah. And I saw, and it probably was may, maybe like, Honestly, like a, a day or two before, I was just like, I saw a post of you. And this is when I was like, because I'm always, because the thing is like with that kind of thing, you're always like reaching out to people and try to find trying people. Trying to get that momentum and, and, too. And especially at right now, I don't really, uh, it's just like, cause I think, because this is the principle is that I think everybody has like inter interesting things to say mm -hmm. because we all have a different experience, right? So we yeah. uh, can all have so I, I don't really necessarily completely care about who it is. I, I just want, you know, people and, and, mm. and, and get but it room. comes to you, but it, yeah. But then when I, 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 I mean, it's not that I don't care who it is, but I like to have also like people who have like specific things. Yeah. And so I saw a post of you and I was like, Oh, that, that would actually be good. Cause it was like a, when you, you were saying that you started to did to do this and stuff. And then literally a few days after I saw you at, we, I saw you I at the gym and I, I was like, okay. And I told him, oh, yeah, because yeah. like, I had, it was in the back of my head. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then but I had to reschedule the, one and I was like, okay, let's just, uh, miss but, it. That's but this how is the how the universe works. Exactly. Yeah. That's how yeah. it works right mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Right. So anyone that's listening to this, mm -hmm. like pay attention. <laughs> Set your, in your intention. 100%. Um, yeah, totally. It's, um, yeah. Um, how would you what what kind of like advice or or what would you say if you would right now uh face your your 15 years old you what would i say mm -hmm. or what would i do both no what would you what what if right now today you where you are right now you would meet and see 
your 15 years old self um, that doesn't know everything is going to happen and that is, is, is in her situation, what kind of stuff would you would you say um, to maybe like help with the, the direction that would help with uh, how she would feel? Yeah. Um, stuff that could work to other people that would be in the same situation that you were for sure um, like for if i look back at my 15 year old self for one i would just say it always is prominent to me trust the process mm-hmm. um another but i wouldn't be like do this differently or do this or like make sure your credit's good and like you yeah. know what i mean like there's a lot of things that way but i wouldn't change anything but for other people that are in that that state of their life where they're just like What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Why am I so sad? What is my purpose? What direction do I go in? Like what, whatever it is, is just like, oh, there's a, there's a lot. But I would say your first thing is accountability. What is it that you're doing you don't like, but you keep doing it? Mm-hmm. What can you do to replace that? So is it going out? Is it partying with friends? Is it doing this? Is it doing that? What can you do differently? Now it's going to be hard. What can you do differently? What can you change? Um, you know, and within that comes solitude. That's the next one, right? Um, and when you're in solitude, then you start paying attention to your intuition. You start paying attention to that voice because you can't hear that voice in a room that has a concert going on mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the concert is the chatter. It's the noise. It's the, the repetition, the patterns, the toxicity, the people, the environments, noise, noise, noise. I mean, concerts are fun, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The analogy yeah, totally. there it's, it's, you can't pay attention when there's too much noise. So solitude and then just really stepping and i say this a lot stepping out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. okay you wanted to join a gym whatever the case may be like okay you're scared to join a gym you're you don't know what you're doing all that kind of stuff whatever the case may be just go just go you want to do it you want to change you want to step away from doing the nonsense on the weekend just go Right, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. get that leap of faith and just go. And then it's amazing. You might even meet someone there that's like really great. And it's like, oh, I'll teach you a bunch of stuff. And you're like, okay. Like it's, there's stuff you can look up on the internet. There's, you know, if you're scared of like starting that business or say you're unhappy at your job, like, and you've been really thinking about getting that business started up, like start looking up things on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just planting that seed of like yeah. change, plant that seed. You don't need to know where it's going to take you. You don't need to know any of that. Just plant the seed. It's like, I like to call it like a, almost like a GPS map. You want to get to California. Okay, cool. Do you know every fucking turn and detour and every single thing you need to do to get to California? No, you don't. You know, you want to get to California. First step, get in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Turn it on. Start driving. Okay, now use your GPS. Okay, you got to get gas. You you know what I mean? Just start, just start. Don't don't limit yourself and think, "Oh, I can't do that. Somebody else is doing that. Oh, I don't know how to do that." Um 
you know, just all these limiting beliefs, just yeah. like, just do it. You know what I mean? Just get in the car and start driving, mm. plant the seed and don't think about the outcome. Don't think about anything like that. And that's the whole point of like being present, just living in the now, not letting the past define you and not letting your future control you just be present. Yeah. So I would have to say though, that's my best advice. And like, that's like in a short, like <laughs> condensed yeah. form, but you get what I'm saying, yeah, right? Totally. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The present moment is important because the thing is like what you're saying, taking one first step. I mean, we get, uh, like anxiety comes from suddenly in your mind, you're going to be able to visualize the next like freaking year of work or the amount of stuff you have to do. You have to achieve in like a, a long period of time, but you, you can comprehend <laughs> it in, in right in one moment, oh, but the body yeah. can't, can't, we can't do everything, but the mind can, can visualize the whole thing. And yeah. this is why it's important to just do like the first little just, step just, yeah. because that's all we can do. But yeah. the mind is, can go everywhere. And, and then you got the past limiting you, yeah. you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just like, holy fuck, which way do you go? Right. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my best advice. Big time. What would you say? Because um, you said also for before that you said trust the, the process. Mm -hmm. It's something that we hear all the time and oh, everywhere yeah. and in a lot of different uh, I think because it's something in the the fitness uh, industry. Same thing is like trust the process. Like you hear trust the process everywhere well, um, for you. What what does it uh, mean in, in if you would like describe that in, in other words? Because some people can like trust the process like what? What is it like? Is it patience? Is, is it is totally it, yeah. again? I always say it's like that pie, right? Like this, like mm -hmm. trust the process is the pie, but there's different pieces of it. So trusting the process to me is just you don't have to have it all figured out. Mm. Oh, OK. You yeah. know, you yeah. don't have to have it all figured out. Trust the process, the process of getting there, the process of just moving forward one foot in, in front of the other. Um, you know, a lot of people, I could say a couple examples right now, cause it's kind of hard to put in words. Um, the rental crisis that we were having or not the, yeah, the rental crisis mm -hmm. we're having right now, yeah. but there was a couple of years ago, um, my place went up for rent, uh, for sale, sorry. And mm -hmm. I was renting it oh, okay, yeah. and I was like, Oh crap. Like I'm going to have to move. And it was like, there was like people living in hotels. Like mm. it was not good. And when that happened, instead of me freaking out, reacting, and I had people around me like, what are you going to do, Coral? Where are you going to live? <laughs> you and Darius. Oh my God. Even my mom. I was like, chill yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. And there was like getting me going, right? Getting me riled up. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey guys, it is mm. contagious. Mm. Everything's contagious. Mm. Only if you let it. So, um, so I just said, everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I'm either going to find a beautiful home with a nice yard. It's going to work out for me. I know for a fact, I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I know what I put out into the universe. I get back. And that's like, I'm very selfless, but I know that I'm a good person. I have mm -hmm. good karma. And if you know that you are a good person and you give back and you care for others and you love for others and you just spread love. And I don't say that to be like, all oh, like, oh, spread love to the yeah. world. Like, you know, tree hugger kind of thing. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, if you really know that you're a good person, things will work out for you. Mm -hmm. Trust the process. So everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, no. And if I have to move, 
I'll find a beautiful place. And if I get to stay, someone will end up buying it and they'll say, we'd love to, for you to stay and be a renter. I just trusted it because you worrying about it is going to set off a vibration of shit going down. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. You are literally going to create it because we create, and this is again, I'm getting into this kind of stuff, which goes really deep into manifestation and power of thought and law of attraction, but we create our reality. And a lot of people don't believe that. And the reason why they don't believe that is because they're not creating their reality because they don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder yeah. why things are not going their way because mm -hmm. they already have a belief system that it doesn't work. Yeah. And I just trusted it. I was like, nope, everything's going to work out. And I just went with the flow, all that kind of stuff. My landlord came back to me. She goes, and there was tons of viewings. There was tons. Like there was like, I, my house looked like a freaking show home. I've never seen my house look that clean in forever. I was like, it was gorgeous. I'm like, yeah, like, of course my place is clean, but I had mm -hmm. to keep it pristine because yeah. I had so many people. Somebody ended up buying it from Vancouver and they said, we would love for you to stay. We're not raising your rent. It's still the same. Everything's gravy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, trust the process. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, you just got to trust. And like, yeah. and even like we worry about our jobs and, and all of a sudden we, we let our jobs define us and we get fired or let go. It's like, trust the process because there is something better for you mm -hmm. around the corner. You don't believe it though. Start believing it, start creating it. And that's a part of trusting the process as well. It's just mm -hmm. like going to the gym too, right? Yeah. You want those abs and you want this and you want that. Trust the process. You're mm -hmm. going to have to wake up every morning at 5 a.m. or, or go every day after work and not make up excuses and eat healthy. It's mm -hmm. like, that's what trust the process is. And it's not even just sitting there on your ass on the couch and waiting for things to happen. It's just knowing that you deserve better, knowing that there's a silver lining and knowing that whatever you want, you can have, and it will be presented to you. Right. So mm -hmm. that's what trust the process to me really mm -hmm. means. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you know the, um, the human consciousness chart from, um, the book, uh, uh, I think it's power versus strength. It's a guy, uh, his name is Dr. Um, Okins, I think Richard Okins for no. the, that chart from it's the, the vibration of humans, uh, emotions, right? Where mm -hmm. you have, so it, it, you have the first half, it's everything that is fear based. And then the second half is love based. And you have everything from shame, guilt, apathy, um, uh, anger and like the lenient the line in the middle middle it's courage where there's it's the mix of fear and love where mm -hmm. like you're still scared but that's like, trust this, well, where trust the process is yeah is the courage and <laughs> you so, know what and, i mean and then yeah yeah well yeah. the courage is so interesting because it's the mix of these two things right it's like you yeah. still have the fear yeah but you're so at you're either like at rock bottom and you have enough or or either you're so you want really hard to have like that other thing and you, you pull and you're just yeah. on that line of like, yeah, 100%. The the, the thing. Do you um, feel that that's where the trust, the process is, is in that line yeah, uh, of having yeah, that courage yeah. to trust, even yeah. though, and it's that's the start the of it to, to is the 100%, start 100%, 100% because it's like, I've been in so many situations where I felt like everything was falling apart and it actually wasn't, it was falling into place. And yeah. it was like, I was, when you're surrounded by a burning field, mm -hmm. 
and you're in the middle, you're just like, what the frick? How am I going to get out of here? Right. Like whether it's like money blocks or self-sabotage or whatever the case may be. Like Mm -hmm. there's been so many times I've been like, oh, like car sales. When I was talking about earlier on, like I was in car sales and I'd be like, oh, I'm having such a shitty month. No, I'm not. I'm not having a crappy month. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a good month. Yada, yada, yada. Changing that mindset. And then all of a sudden people be like, I want to buy a car off you. Like, Mm -hmm chasing me to buy a car right and it's mm-hmm. just like my surroundings were so like eerie and uncomfortable and they weren't looking like there yeah. was going to be a lot of sales yeah. but it was changing that mindset and just trusting the process and mm-hmm. believing that you deserve it and i feel like that's that level of mm-hmm. that courage of yeah. knowing that you deserve and then going off to that other side of that chart i've never totally. even seen this chart you're talking you should, about I'll, I'll, I'll send and it, i love I'll send it. it to you because i feel like i already kind of know 100 i have a i have a good one you know? I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you but uh yeah. you, you can look but um and then the thing that i found is that it, it gets easier once you've experienced and once you've you've once you've had like, it's easier to, it's like faith in that kind of thing and in the universe and everything. It's like, yeah. it's a spiral, right? Because when yep. you really don't think about all these things and you're like, you think it's bullshit and like, oh no, like if, and you react to everything that happens to you and you stay in a negative um, yeah. mindset, it's very hard to then develop the, the faith. But when you do it once and then suddenly things happen and, and you start getting on the floor and then, and then it's easier for yeah. then doing all sorts of things and reconversion reconversion and like for career and stuff because people are getting stuck in a situation that they don't like anymore but they're just fear how am i going to do something else someone else is doing it better and it's going to be so much work it's like plant the seed plant that that's all you have to do just get the seed plant it put it in the dirt and just yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's an an environment i've been talking about environment a lot on instagram lately Mm -hmm. because i find that our environment like you know, a beautiful like analogy I came up with is no matter what you give a flower, if you put it in a dark room, yeah, it, will it won't yeah. survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your environment? What kind of environment are you in? Are you in an environment to thrive or are you not? And that's another really oh, great 100%. thing yeah. that I feel that is so powerful. And like how you speak, like there's words in my vocabulary, words that I do not speak in my vocabulary, sorry. I never say, even when I started this business and I was like, I had to pay a lot of money to get this started and do all that kind of stuff. It costs a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but like, I never use the word broke. Yeah. I never use the word bills. I never used any word that was a negative vibe word of lack or anything like that ever. And, um, and again, that's like not only just your environment, but like your verbiage. If you, if you're so upset that you're always broke, they say, or unhappy, and you're at this job you don't like, and you just keep saying that, that's all that's gonna come to you. Yeah. That that's all that's what you you just keep saying it and setting mm-hmm. off that vibration. No wonder you have fear of like moving to the next level and doing this and doing that because you just it's even in your vocabulary, it's what you say, it's what you do, and it's what you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. right? So it's um yeah, it's super, super powerful to um like even when I get a bill in the mail. This is the little thing I actually want to talk about on my Instagram. When I get a bill in the mail and it's BC Hydro <laughs> and it's like 200 and something bucks. I'm like, I am so grateful for this <laughs> bill. Yeah. I, I don't even actually even say this bill. I'm so grateful that I got this 
because I have power Mm -hmm. and I get to have a hot shower and I get to charge my phone which is my lifeline and I use everything for I get to watch um, a little bit of TV I get to listen to music I get to cook I love that I have BC Hydro Mm -hmm. my phone bill comes in I don't like oh bill no I use that phone to connect with everybody Mm-hmm. I use that phone to network. I use that phone for my business. I use that to talk to my loved ones. Like we need to start giving gratitude to everything and how we speak to everything. And that's when really huge shifts will start to really, really yeah. change. No. You know what I mean? You'll move no, to that 100%. next level on the chart. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. right? Instead of living in that, Oh, another bill. Oh, this, Oh, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just start to lap it up and then starts to become you hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that's yeah. getting really deep, but no, no, no. I it's, like getting uh, deep. it's a, it's a tra- I, I think it's a tragedy that people wait to, I mean, even to push that deeper with just like life, generally speaking, we often uh, just realize how life is fragile and, and, and when we face death also when like you have a, somebody uh, from your family or yourself, you're suddenly, maybe you get sick and you know that like maybe you're gonna it's gonna end for you in six months or whatever i think it's a it's very bad that we're so caught up into today's like modern world that we we forget literally like the the, how just crazy it is that you can i don't know like get in the lake breathe have a good like in just the experience and the the but without even where you can like express like the gratitude for it, but not yeah. even not even like say it and say the prayer, but just like feel and experience it. Yeah. Like it's something that like it's to me, it's an absolute tragedy that like pe- people are not more using that. And we're all waiting that some dramatic shit happened so yeah. that suddenly uh, we have to leave and we have to do things and we have to be I but know. do it before. Because in any way, we know we're going to die, but we forget it. And so then we get caught up in like the dumbest shit and just like... I know. It's and a, like worrying about like nonsense. Like, of yeah. course, it's things like, yeah, we do have to pay our hydro. We do have to pay our phone bills. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we. Uh, I understand that. But like, why are we using so much energy and like thinking about it and like obsessing about it? Like, for instance, I've focused so much on being present Mm -hmm. like i love jay shetty i just want to give a shout out for him i love him so much he is like my mentor he is my idol and uh, he has talked about being present so much lately and Mm -hmm. i absolutely love it like when i go and walk my dog i would just go walk my dog i gotta go walk my dog i gotta get this done before work but now i'm just Mm -hmm. like okay giving myself that extra 10 minutes walking i go outside I feel the cool breeze on my yeah. face. I'm like, oh, this feels so nice. Mm-hmm. The fresh air. Yeah. And then I'm like, look at him. He's so happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, he wants me to throw his ball. Okay, someone drives by. Ooh, they don't look happy. Okay, they're smiling at me. I smile at them back. Mm-hmm. Connection. Yeah. I get to the park. I like see the grass. I see the trees blowing. I like look up in the sky. I'm like, it's raining, but I like it because it's hitting my face and I'm like, this mm-hmm. is refreshing or maybe it's sunshine or maybe it's just like, you know what I mean? Just being present. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're just in a rush with everything yeah. all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, on 100%. a deeper level. And it's just like the gratitude. Like I walk my dog and I'm like, I'm so grateful that I'm able to go and walk my dog and take him to the park. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are in wheelchairs, can't walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of people that 
don't even have that ability to do that. And it's just yeah. like, we're missing the big picture. Oh yeah. Uh, there, a lot of people are not, a lot of people are awakening. We mm-hmm. were talking about that word earlier, like mm-hmm. just being not woke awakening in mm-hmm. life. And yeah, there's a lot to observe and be grateful for mm-hmm. and, and to actually see, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like even Jay Shetty is saying like, even on your drive to work or wherever you're going, take a different route, go mm-hmm. a different way. What do you notice? What mm-hmm. do you see? What do you observe? Like what's different about it? You know? And it's just being, that's being present. Yeah. That's quitting the autopilot mode that we were in. Autopilot. This exactly. is why also doing, trying new things and doing new things. It's extremely yeah. important. And especially when you get like adults, because then, you know, you're like you were saying, your brain is rooted in a certain way. And then you get up and you look at back at the five past years and you've been living the exact same week in and out. And like, you're, you're just like you and you're missing. I don't know. It's a, it's just, um, you really need to wake up to the fact that all you have is the, the present moment and that you're always, you're always able to change little things to just make you, to change how you feel, to, mm-hmm. and to, to make that experience something a little more uh, fulfilling because th- that's what life's about because we know we that's know it's it's, it's going to end right like just uh, i like to see the thing my life from like point a to point b like point yeah. a I, I was born and point b i'm gonna die and i'm in the middle of that and in any way in any way we're, we're walking dead people it's a, it's a weird it's a weird to say this but like yeah. every day where it's not like you're leaving and you don't think about things and then one day we're, we're out of here it's like every day we're going toward uh that thing and mm-hmm. and so and so how do you how do you just you know you're worrying about things but but in any way like you're here to make the best out of it like what mm-hmm. can you do to 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 make things enjoyable to to change to, yeah. to try to be curious about things to stop for a moment and and discover and something new about. exactly and we're missing it we're missing but it it's because today's society <sighs> is really based on, on fear and on and on like I mean, then you get into a lot of like conspiracy and, and think oh, about it's, it's just endless, like endless. But like, the, the, I don't even watch the news. No, yeah, oh yeah. I don't Neither, even watch can't. news. No I don't read the you, paper. I'm like, nope, I don't even care. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, that's kind of ignorant. Don't you want to know what's going on in the world? And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> I just want to know what's going on in my world. Yeah. I feel sorry for the countries. I feel sorry for Russia. Yes, I hear what's happening, and I literally pray. But no, I'm not yeah. letting. I'm not letting that take all my energy i need to focus on what i need to focus on god bless you i'm sorry this is happening but no i don't indulge in any negative talk even when people start telling saying politics i'm just like oh yeah like politics is just a scam (laughs) to separate and to make people fight into into things totally but but toward the the news i have something that's um because all the news it's like everything that's bad that happened right like all the, the dramatic nope, events barely right, any right, good. right that thing but the the thing is that we it's that's what we see but in the world okay maybe uh you had like today somebody murdered somebody somebody else like for yeah. sure and so that's what you're gonna see but how many people on this seven billion people we are how many people today did a good thing Helped, saved a life saved a life 
smile to somebody I know. maybe maybe it matches a hundred time <laughs> a thousand time that one dramatic thing that happened yeah. but we don't see it because that's the we want the drama we want the conflict we want the the the, the, the bad thing that happened but it's it's yes it is everything is balanced the amount the amount of bad that there is there's the same amount of good we just don't talk and don't see the good mm -hmm. but it's the same thing we just see this so yeah it's normal it's gonna make you fear and then like you want to have to be protective to everything and just and then you don't do anything because like you're gonna have one step outside and you're gonna be murdered or like, you're gonna do this and, and then that. you just more fear right like yeah. it's just like oh i know it's i've seen some away people at that. the gym the other day and i'm like i'm bumping to tunes i'm listening to podcasts like i'm just like high energy and they're on the treadmill and they're watching the news and i'm like <laughs> and they have headphones on too yeah. and i'm like what oh, yeah. i was just like i didn't understand i was yeah. like i just for me to, this is so weird for me it's like i might as well just go buy a bag of mcdonald's and go on the elliptical and eat the mcdonald's like i found it was so counterproductive whatever we're putting into our body or whatever we're putting in our mind, it's yeah. still diet. Oh, 100%. It's still, I shouldn't say diet because I don't even use that word either, but it's still a way of eating mm -hmm. and a way of polluting. Yeah. And what are you listening to? What are you putting into your body? What actually is your diet, right? 100%. Everything, right? Yeah. It's environment. It's, mm -hmm. it's all of it. But yeah, that would be a total other topic I could get really, really deep into mm -hmm. big time. So, yeah. but yeah. I'm only about the positivity, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, you could get deep into that. You, topic. No, totally. Yeah. But the, envir the environment is is very uh, interesting. Crucial. Uh, and what I like about the environment, it's it's not only um, how it can help you you str strive when you get into a new thing and like it makes you adapt and like it's the the. Um, you're suddenly discomfort, like right. You're in the discomfort uh, because when you uh, arrive in a new environment that you don't know, you have to adapt. So that that's one thing. But what I really like about is how it opens your mind. And I see that in my case where I came in a new country, so you discovered a new culture. Mm -hmm. How scary you, was you, that for you, right? It, it was scary. But what, what I liked the most, not the the the, um, the adaptation part, but the how it opens your mind because you were in an environment where you're the same as everybody right and you're and everything is normal and you're and in your you're in your routine and then you do your thing day in day out and you see the people and they have the same culture than you and you talk the same language and it's like then and then and then you can go all about your life and die with the same mentality the same thing the same mindset the same opinion on everything or then suddenly you can take yourself and you go somewhere where now you're the black sheep Right? Oh yeah, you're, you're straying away from the pack. I love yeah. being that person that's and, doing everything fucking different. And then you, you witness <laughs> people that are doing things that are normal for them, but for you it's different. And so witnessing that, like, oh, so this is weird, but that's normal for them. So that means what I think is normal, that's weird for other people. Mm -hmm. So is it because I am right and this is like the normal way? Or is it because there's no normal way and it depends on how you grew up and what you encounter and then your experience and your parents and your country and everything shaped a way, but not the right way. Yeah. And, and really seeing this, it's something that opens your mind and it helps you with all that thing of like positivity and let go and, and accepting things and going with mm -hmm. the flow of things, understanding that you're, you're, 
the way you think, what you do, it's all about the experience you had and, and somebody's going to have another experience and do something else. And we don't have the same normal, but we can accept and, and, and flow together. Um, but it, I, I really like that aspect of that opens your mind because it makes you see different perspective that are normal for you. And that wasn't normal for me. But, it's, but I see that it's normal for you and the way you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so that opens, oh, oh yeah. shit. And like, then it's so funny too, because I always say, what the fuck is normal? Yeah. What is There's, normal? There, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is the normal setting on a dryer? <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. it? What does it do? Yeah. I know time dry. I know heavy load. I know um, delicates or quick mm -hmm. wash. What is normal? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. There's right no, what no, a, yeah. i just there is no normal anymore no. just like yeah just and even the, the normal the normal if, if you would qualify normal. something normal it, it's been made up by the system by a society by an, mm -hmm. an ideology of, of things but there's there's plenty of, of different things this is why like you were talking about i mean we're not going to talk about politics but i i truly believe that today's politics is just a it's a scam it's just like conflict-based between two sides and nobody is trying to we're not trying to find harmony and to use to the show. best the best of both world the best of each world to create something that where actually you have like 70 or 80 percent of the people that are for it instead of like 51 percent over 49 percent but anyway it's it's just a conflict it's just a conflict to it's see who, who's got the best the best ideas mm -hmm. the problem is like we have to understand that we all have ideas that, that that are shaped from our experience i know yeah and, and you're just like to attach to your to things um that that's going to prevent to find a way to as a society lives with the most harmony like it comes with accepting that people have different opinion and how do we how do we use this both of our opinion to make to make a compromise and find harmony into something that that is mm -hmm. fine for the both of us with making compromises and not like fighting to see who has the best. Who's oh, winning? I got fifty-one yeah, percent of the. I got the majority, so we're gonna do what I think. Yeah, it's I it's know. like it's such a it's such a. Which a is why up. I don't follow it. Yeah, yeah. People no, like totally. talk about it, and I'm like, no, it's just, go sports. <laughs> yeah, it's just I know it's nothing. Amazing, just and I don't scam, want to know. But I don't even yeah. want to know. Yeah, it's, it's. I know a bit, but I'm just like, man. It's distraction, right? Well, for I just, sure. I would rather focus my energy on other things. Yeah, no, 100%. That, right? So it's, yeah, yeah. For sure. But yeah. Yeah. That's my story. Um, yeah. That was good. I think, what time it is? Yeah. Okay. Pro oh, yeah. Uh, I'll just say where you can <laughs> find me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. I'll, t I'll take you on the, the thing and then you and I'll put your, your, your website and, and, and stuff. Yeah, in it, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah you can say a few a few words word about that for out, outro yeah if you yeah want. cool yeah so basically anyone that is wanting rtt or to um experience it you know like i said whether it was like anxiety procrastination infertility um addiction alcoholism vaping smoking fear of heights flights compulsive disorders doesn't matter um i help people all over the world uh zoom and then of course i have my lovely office on 30th that i can help others too that are in the vernon local area mm -hmm. and of course you can find me on instagram coral reef it's c-o-r-a-l-w-r-e-e-f haven't changed it yet i love it that's my og um instagram name and also on tiktok coral reef c-o-r-a-l-w-r-e-e-f 
And then of course, Facebook, Coral Winfrey. Yeah. So, Thank you. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions or anything, please reach out. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you or just even just talk about RTT. I love talking about it and giving information mm -hmm. and just seeing if it's right for you. Right. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It. Thanks it. for my having first, me. My first podcast. <laughs> your first podcast, Manifestation. Yeah. yeah. Manifestation. Manifestation. That was That's the universe used me to, to yeah. fulfill your manifestation. Yeah, and then I saw you at the gym. I'm like, okay, this is going down. Yeah. That's so funny. And we got to do it in my office space, which I thought was really cool yeah. too. So. No, 100%. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Wrap it up. <laughs>